Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One peanut butter. One banana. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Through a little... I, banana's better than marshmallow, right? Banana is better than marshmallow, I feel... I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Pretty I, much. Pr- there's a there's a connotation with any. We, we went through a lot of revisions. We were workshopping it. We really were. We were having some arguments. It's important. It was, important to focus on the important things. Yes. Yeah. So peanut butter and chocolate. And what does it mean when one of us says we're chocolate? And yeah, but no, I don't like jelly. I don't like that connotation. Yeah. It has I think that has implications <laughs> to my character. Exactly. Marshmallow's <laughs> fine, but you know it doesn't have as much pop. Yeah. Okay. But I I I feel confident in uh, calling myself a a a, a banana. No, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I think it conveys the right message. <laughs> Hey, Ansemites, how you guys doing we're, out there? We're like children. Oh, yes. Making making dick jokes. Those kind of children. Mm, yep. Childish, at least. Yeah, well, you know, 14, that's still a child. True, that's very true. That's the, that's the perfect age to make dick jokes. It, yes, that's prime time. Prime time dick joke central. Mm-hmm. So, great show today, guys. Excited. Eric, I can hear it. You're excited. I am. So much, so much reading. There was a lot. We have a super giant uh, edition of floppies this week uh, because of all the new, all different comics from Marvel, and I wanted to look at all of them. So we did. We wanted to read every comic forever. We we may or may not do that in the future. So it was a lot and very expensive. Uh, We got uh, finishing Runaways, or at least the Runaways that we're reading. I don't. There's more of it, but we're not going to read that. Going to talk about it. Talk about how Joss Whedon did picking up the ball. Old Joss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we, like I said, big super edition of floppies. Let's get into it. We got, we got stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is weekly floppy super floppy edition. Floppier than usual. More flop than usual. Uh, weekly floppies is part show. Eric and I will review the week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. We, uh, generally just do a handful this week. We are doing two handfuls. <laughs> And we have big hands. We, well, I don't. Yeah, they're not like small. Mm, they're a little small. I, if you say so. They didn't. They don't seem like like creepy small to me. Well, I'm thankful that they're not creepy small. We don't hold hands that often. So not, I guess I don't really think about it. No. Yes. Anyway, first book this week: His Jughead, number one, written by well, story by Chip Zdarsky, art by Erica Henderson, lettering Jack Morelli. Um, your stance on Archie is was well known, Eric. It has been discussed many times that I despise it. And Archie one brought you, made you lukewarm. Mm, I would say I was stronger than lukewarm. Did, okay. Was that your impression that, that I was, was lukewarm? That was my impression. I was a buy. Okay. On uh, on Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. 
Um, I mean, there's just that kernel of me that's like, Ugh, Archie, really? What? But it's it's a, as far as comic books go. If I had no, if I was coming to it fresh, I'd be like, this is a good book by people that I like. Yeah, I'm on board. And now we have the second of the all new, all different Mar- Archie. <laughs> Not, they're not actually calling it that, but uh, the they, this funny. yeah I know uh where we have Chip Zdarsky who is like suddenly comic su- comic book superstar mm-hmm. like I didn't know he existed a year and a half ago and now he is writing multiple comic books and drawing one of the most popular comics or independent comics I should say he's he's sleeping his way to the top with Matt Fraction yes uh, without a doubt yes and we've uh, Erica Henderson drawing Score Girl which we both love. Uh, now drawing Jughead for Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eric? Jughead always kind of was my my favorite character. I I I don't even begrudgingly like this book. It's got just a whole side story where Jughead thinks he's in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's a it's a fun read. I don't know. Like I I like the way Zdarsky does this incredibly dumb story and it is in oh it's so dumb it's very dumb uh but it's a jughead story he is the dumb one yeah comic relief class clown whatever you want to how you ever want to describe that stereotype those tropes but he is a uh a burger making wunderkind apparently Mm -hmm. um and it looks really nice i really like eric anderson's a really good fit for this book like, she's a good fit on Squirrel Girl. I really like her in this dumb book. It's dumb, but it's good. I agree with you. Um, I kind of want a cheeseburger. I, I, I basically never... Not want a cheeseburger? That, well, yeah, I basically never exit that state. But, except when I want pizza. Yeah, that's it's binary system. It's a, it's a constant battle between the forces of burgers and forces of pizza. Uh, I'm a buy on this comic book. It's... it's I like it more than Archie. I uh, I think it. Mm-hmm. Not that Archie was bad by any means. I but I think that this irreverent, quote unquote, dumb style is just more my speed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I don't know. Zdarsky's really sort of stretching his wings on this dumb story. Like I, when I when this was announced that they were going to do this book, I was like, what could he possibly do with Jughead? What how is this going to go? But I was like, okay, I guess they'll it'll they'll do fine. I would have never imagined this story. Like it's it's stupid, but it's actually compelling, and I like how it resolves itself. It's 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 interesting. And Jughead stays up all night playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, essentially, he doesn't need to sleep because his body doesn't work. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He apparently doesn't do anything. I I liked that. I also my favorite panel is when he goes to the cafeteria and meets... This is the first time we've seen Moose in any of these books. And he's, like, accosting Moose. Did you eat all the lasagna? And Moose just says, hi! <laughs> and then when he leaves, Moose is like, bye! Only thing he says. It's 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 adorable. It's it's pretty damned good. Um, You should buy this book. If you don't buy it, you're wrong. Oh. Bold statements. Hot takes. Mm-hmm. That's what we're full of. Hot bananas. Hot bananas. Uh, Jughead number one. Double buy. Double buy. Double buy. There you go. Mix up a little. Mm-hmm. I feel mixed up. 
Next up is Paper Girls, number one. It's very slow. That hates me. It told me that. Did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brian K. Vaughn, writer. Cliff Chang, artist. Matt Wilson, colors. J.K. Fletcher on letters plus design. When I first read about this comic, I just, you know, I a story set in the 80s, uh, Paper Girls, you know, girls delivering papers. Um, I did not expect this book to go where it went whatsoever. Yeah. Um, not that I'm against it. I'm intrigued. Uh, I think it's interesting. I find it really funny that there's a poster for Monster Squad on one of these that... uh, walls because it feels a lot like Monster Squad. Like, a lot of those 80s, like, kid, it, like, Goonies. Goonies. Yeah, like that. Like, those yeah. where, like, kids are allowed to be foul-mouthed and have bad behavior. They don't really do that kind of thing anymore. Like, kids have to be, they can't curse and they can't smoke cigarettes and, you know, they can't be bad. And this is, like, these group of girls delivering papers in the morning come across the future mutants? Apple question mark? I don't know. Ap- apple question mark? Apple question. There's an apple. The apple symbol at the end. This, oh. I, that's what I mean. But, uh. Okay. I assume, yes, they, yeah. they have not They have an iPod. Yeah. They, in, 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 I have an iPod Nano or some shit. In the 80s, it doesn't. Someone has already cracked the, uh, the language of these weirdos. Uh, on the internet. Of course, of course they have. Of course they have. They're not saying anything that interesting. It's mostly like, get away or stop, you know, stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah. They are at least, you know that they're speaking language. They're not just, mm. they're not, you know, weird mutant dummies. Um, I wasn't expecting this at all, but I like it. I had, uh, I had gone through this so quickly. I had missed where it was written by Brian K. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. So I understand, but I, it, it it makes sense why it's so compelling and also why it's good and also why I want to read it. Um, because I think you could easily, and maybe I, like, I'm kind of feeling like they've put too much in this issue. Like it's not focused enough. Like there's weird aliens and spacecraft and mutants and time travel and little, little ragged girl gangs delivering papers. And I feel like it could possibly be focused more, but, I feel like a lot of comic writers, maybe that is, it, it, it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to say what's too much and what's not enough because I feel like a lot, like, uh, oh, what was the, the Kate Leth book with, power, uh, Power Up. Yeah, Power Up. I thought Power Up is too focused to its detriment that it, it doesn't have enough content in one book. It, it has about, about two minutes of content and then it's in 20 pages. This one feels like three books worth of stuff in one book. It is 40 pages though, isn't it? It's long. Yeah, there's a lot of it. It's, it's, it's a extra, extra, a little bit extra in there. Yeah, the, the first, first issue. The first issue of Saga was this long. I, I, I am, I am in favor of extra long first issues. It's not a bad idea. As it's, long it's as a, they use it wisely. Oh yeah. He's, he knows how to fill up a comic book page with effective junk, but, I don't know. Like, I kind of don't think, I feel like he could write a story just about these, these girls and not have to involve all this other stuff. But I, I'm still intrigued with whatever in the hell is about to happen in this crazy pants book. Yeah. It's really like anything could happen in the next issue and I would not be surprised now. Like, I, I, it's kind of set up where like, Oh, it could be anything. And I'd be like, okay. But I'm, it's, a- Brian came on. I always like Cliff Chang. I, I, I liked his Wonder Woman 
stuff, even though I didn't necessarily always enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Did we do any of those? A couple here and there. It's the Azarello uh, mm-hmm. writing. Um, we can, we should go back and look at that as a whole at some point, but uh, potentially sounds good. It, it we I, it's not something you can really jump in on, jump in and out of. You have to kind of read the whole thing to get anything out of it. Um, but I'm a buy. This is, I mean, it's a Brian K. Vaughn book. He knows what he's doing. He's gotten very strong. He's, he's, he is craft wise, uh, just really like, it's hard. I, I don't know. I can't envision him writing a bad comic mm-hmm. and Cliff Chang, uh, does a stellar job. The art and I'm a buy. It's cool stuff. Buy this book. Did you see the ad for the hardcover of the private eye? Uh, I've not seen the ad. I heard that they already put it in. Yeah. There's an ad in this book for it. Yeah, images, images, uh, publishing it. It's kind of irritating to me. I don't know how the formatting is. I think be interesting, but eh, mm. I'm. I read it. I got my my digital. It was designed to be read in digital, so I'm. Like, it's better reading it digital anyway. Next up, well, it's a double buy. Paper Girls number one. Next up, Eric, your favorite. I know it's already your favorite comic book for this week. All right, you don't even have to say it. You don't mm-hmm. even have. What? What? You making, you making vacuum noises? That's 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 the dry heave. Oh, dry, okay. Uh, this is the misadventures of Grumpy Cat and Pokey number one. Don't don't forget Pokey. I like whatever whatever you do. Pokey is the best don't, don't part you of this. Forget Pokey. Pokey is the best part of this comic. Honestly, the the, the best part of this book is when it's over. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, it is a kind of a uh, a uh, anthology. Uh, with multiple stories written by multiple people, um, with art by multiple people. Um, some are longer than others. Um, Eric did not like this comic book, I, I think. Right, Eric? No, you did not. It, it is not good. <laughs> you should, you should not read it. Okay. You, if someone you know is like, you should take a look at this grumpy cat comic, you should punch them in the face and never be friends with them again. Um, it's awful. <laughs> awful. And, wow. um, Actually, some people that uh, that I follow uh, did some work, like did some alternate covers for this. This book is bad, and it's just flawed at the premise. And I despise the fact that that these goons are trying to. I don't know. It's really corny trying to cash in on the the brand built around how your cat looks. <laughs> it's really odd, and I dislike it. And I wish it didn't exist. Okay, Eric, uh, you know I like Grumpy Cat, right? Mm-hmm. I have I have heard. Uh, I'm as much a sucker for all this dumb merchandise as anyone, right? I assume so. I have multiple Grumpy Cat things. Mm-hmm. Books, uh, plushy, I think somewhere. So you're saying you are the target audience for this? Book. I am. I'm a comic book fan who loves Grumpy Cat. Mm-hmm. You don't need to read this comic book. <laughs> It's not that good. There, there, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, this is a, this is a really bad episode of Garfield and Friends. It really, that's exactly with, right. Uh, also Scooby-Doo. Yeah, there's Scooby-Doo in Rolled here too. into a ball with, uh, with, with Tard the Grumpy Cat sitting on top of it. It made me, it did make me genuinely laugh one time. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when Grumpy Cat, when suit, when Pokey, uh, announces them as superheroes. It mm-hmm. says Super Pokey and Grumpy Cat. And he's like, what, what, what superhero name is just my regular name? Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. But the rest of this is just like Garfield and Friends and all those other cartoons, but just retread. Grumpy is not a great protagonist. Like, it, they don't 
she's a, it's a girl in real life. I don't know if they even ever gender this thing, but, uh, in this comic book, but regardless, it is never made, it never gets any kind of, it's not very, I like Grumpy Cat because I, I think of Grumpy as like curmudgeonly, but maybe heart of gold. Mm-hmm. This no heart of gold, just mean, mean cat. They just, just call this mean cat number one. Uh, you know, really, it, that's really dorky that that's how you're coming out of this. I understand. It's, but otherwise, it, yes, it's, it's not good. Like, I, I am as much an audience for this as anyone. Don't buy this comic book. It's, mm-hmm. it, if someone gave it to me for free, I would look at it from, I believe that would be my, my, from now on, any more of these, I, I think they're making three. It's like a three issue run. So if people give me number two and three, I will, for free, I will read them. I will not give money for this at any point. So at this, so do, do not buy Grumpy Cat number one. Misadventures of Grumpy Cat and Pokey number one. However many name words you want to put in that title, don't don't buy it. Right, Eric. Definitely don't buy this book. <laughs> That's a double the, mis- the Misadventures of Grumpy Cat with a registered trademark uh, right above Cat. Mm-hmm. Copyright Dynamite Entertainment. Grumpy Cat Ltd. Do not double. Do not buy. Grumpy Cat number one. Well, I, it's on my iPad. I'll, I'll delete it. I read a comic once. It was awful. <laughs> Ooh. Did you know that that uh, that meme was stolen yes, from Kate Beaton? Kate Beaton. Yes, yeah, I know. I did not realize that. I'm sorry, Kate Beaton. Well, it's not like the people that made it. Like it was. It, it's a meme. It was like crowdsourced. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, literally, what can you do? Yeah. Um. Next up, a first of. Many six Marvel books we're reading this week. Uh, this is the first week that of uh, the all new, all different books are pre- premiering, including a couple of sampler books for to put a, a not too fine a point on it. I'm guessing. Uh, the first is all new, all different point one number one, which is a strange title. Uh, why number something that you're calling point one? Um, is there going to be a point one number two? I hope so. <laughs> But this is just giving us a peek into basically a taste of a lot of different, all new, all different books that will be coming out eventually at some point. Um, Carnage, Contest of Champions, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., All New Inhumans, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, and Daredevil. Um, if you want a taste of all this, uh, it, you know, it's not a bad idea, but mm, the Daredevil is the only one I'm probably going to be regularly following. Um, when they come out. The rest of these books are fine for, you know, different reasons. Maybe all new Inhumans, just to see Inhumans book with Crystal as the leader. Uh, but most of these are eh. But mm-hmm. this thing was $6 or something. So just on that alone, I would say just wait on the look at the previews for the actual books and not spend money on this. Yeah, I am not necessarily a better person for having read this mess. Yeah, they, it's, it's loosely structured that, you know, the maestro, who is the, one of the main characters in the Contest of Champions book, it's like basically just super, super heroes, Mortal Kombat. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say Pokemon. That's also true. Um, and he's looking in on these universes to try and maybe grab people to fight for him. Um, yeah, it, it, no, I, I don't know. You're not really getting enough out of any of these to make it worthwhile. Um, we bought this so you don't have to. Don't buy this. <laughs> you don't need to buy this. It, there's nothing in no. it. It's, it's a sampler. Frankly, it probably should be free to try and entice you. But why make something free when you can charge for it? Um, but do not buy it. Do not buy all new, all different one. It's a bunch of zero issues. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and thanks. speaking of, uh, next is Avengers on uh, uh, Avengers Zero. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, sort of the same as the all new Dial Different Point One Number One, except it's pulling the Avengers teams. Um, it's certainly more coherent. Yeah, because it's actually telling a sort of story about why mm-hmm. this is happening. And I'm, I think I'm actually a little bit more interested in most of these books. Honestly, I, de- I definitely am as well. Like I'm, each one in and of itself is. It gets enough. It, it it actually does what the other book was trying to do, and it gives you a peek at all these stories and entices you. The other instead of just confuses the shit out of me. Yeah, you get uh, the the vision. I am really excited. I'm interested in yeah, the vision book. I really absolutely. like yeah, that. I the vision seeing Age of Ultron. That he was a character that he popped out of that movie. He was my favorite thing about that movie. And rereading, especially this week in particular, we read a lot of stuff with a vision. Um, I'm, I, he's a very interesting character and the Mark Waits, the take on him seems like it's going to be really interesting. Um, and even the Deadpool book. Yeah, absolutely. A Deadpool that can't kill people working for Captain America for good, not Mm -hmm. just to be funny like that. I, that interests me. I, I like the ultimates. I like the, the fact, you know, I like these, the blue Marvel and, you know, these characters that we don't see used very often. I like G. Willow Wilson writing Captain Marvel and Alpha Flight and the, you know, her writing a story like that. The Mm -hmm. new, like, I don't know, like, it's still the same concept as the last thing where it's like, you're spending money to get a sampler, but I like the samples. (laughs) I guess is the, is the, and like the, the, the long and short of it. I'm a, I'm a buy, Mm -hmm. I think. I'm a buy. On Avengers Zero. Yeah. I thought this Miss America story was really cute, too. Yeah, that was good. That was very good. I, uh... I'm, I'm glad I, to see I, I that... I support this book. I'm, I'm glad it's to good. see that she is getting some attention. From, Absolutely. That's not just in a young Avengers book. Someone other mm-hmm. than Karen Gillan writing her, I think. You know. I did not like the way Karen Gillan wrote her. I think that this is... Like, she's still, like, a tough character, like a strong character, but seeing sort of that cuteness, that vulnerability, I think it makes her more balanced and more interesting. I yeah. don't know. Like I, I did. I don't like how Karen Gillan has to try and write everyone like they're so fucking cool. It just really <laughs> irritates me. It's like he's. Tr- it's it's like brag writing. You know, it's like he writes his characters so cool, so we'll think he's cool. It's like, oh, that's so great, Karen. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> But uh, this is I, – I enjoy this Miss America. I thought I just didn't like her as a character. I just don't like the snotty way he handles her. <laughs> so are you a buy on this issue, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Avengers number zero, double buy from us. You couldn't tell that I was a buy on that book by the way I was railing against Karen Gillen. <laughs> I just need you to say the words. Oh, God. Why would you say that? Now I want to start quoting Reservoir Dogs. Well, you can. I won't stop you. You won't, won't really, stop. It doesn't make context really in the in no, our it comic make book context, podcast. But I will. I I will literally just start singing Harvey Keitel's words at any time. You know, say this. Say the goddamn fucking words. <laughs> Scott, take this microphone away from me. <laughs> our next book is uh the first of number ones. We uh, I have a few of these. Amazing Spider-Man number one, uh, written by Dan Slott. Pencils just just just. Giuseppe Comancoli, inks Cam Smith, colors Marte Gracia. Um, 
I mentioned this, uh, we saw each other the other day, Eric. Yes, I do recall. About how I, how I felt about this, and nothing, like, I don't necessarily, I'm not one of those people that think, man, I feel, I'm like an old person. I'm not, I'm 30, I'm not old. There's, you know, that's you're, not. You're really old. I'm, I'm, but nothing makes me feel older than reading this Spider-Man book. I think that's really super weird. I, I don't, I don't hate this as much as you do. Like, I, I'm not, like, in love with it. Mm-hmm. But it's got a lot of really weird, questionable decisions. I mean, Spider-Man just has for a long time. Why don't you describe uh, how you feel about it? Let's 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 unpack that a little bit. Well, okay. So new status quo for Spider-Man. Um, he is I, again. I don't know. We this and this is another thing. We're gonna just be. It's gonna be working like this because Secret Wars is still right in the midst of Secret Wars. We still got months of Secret Wars to go. Um, and then all these new, all new, all different books are debuting right alongside the event that it they go after. So don't necessarily know how Secret Wars ends and how it affects, if it affects any of the status quo of these characters, or if it just is like a big reset button. Like, we already, like, we see Nick Fury Jr. essentially just called Nick Fury. Like, Mm -hmm. he is just Nick Fury. Um, I'm fine with that. I understand you just want to make Samuel L. Jackson your Nick Fury. That's fine. Um, I wish they would have just done that to begin with instead of trying to make him his son and Mm -hmm. all, like, like it's it's a weird thing. Um, But now... And they make jokes about this inside the comic book. Like, they reference the fact that they are just doing very similar to what Tony Stark used to do. Where yep. Tony Stark was was Iron Man, but Iron Man, in the public eye, was his bodyguard. And he was just a rich guy. And now Peter Parker is sort of that, but he's more of like, he's an altruistic Tony Stark. You know, he's going to use his money and technology for good. And not, but that, but that it seems redundant to me because Tony Stark becomes a hero at the point like he, his origin story is that he's a kind of capitalist monster, mm-hmm. and then he changes into a not monster for the most part, depending on who's writing him. Um, this is just that. Um, it's not bad. Like it's not. There's nothing about it like structurally mm-hmm. that like I say, oh, like that's bad writing or that's. I really like. I'm glad it's not. Uh, what what's his face? Humberto Ramos drawing this book. I cannot. Yeah. I don't like him drawing Spider Man, even though he's get he gets put on it so much. Um, I like the art's good. Uh, you know, structurally it's fine. I don't know. It doesn't feel like Spider-Man to me. It doesn't feel like a Spider-Man book. It feels like some, I'm, I'm guessing I'll be, I'm probably really like that Spidey book that's coming out. That is him as a teenager. That probably will be more up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why they're doing that comic book. Uh, yeah, because to, they know people want that too. Um, to get the, to get the, the oldsters. Yeah. Not just the youngsters. But this is, I don't know. I don't ever like doing that thing where it's like, this isn't my Spider-Man, but this is not my Spider-Man. I I think people are, us in particular, just very precious about Spider-Man. You know, we don't, we didn't like Superior Spider-Man. I am less down on this. Like, I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. It does have a lot of weird and questionable decisions and a lot of things that are predicated on stories that I have not read, but... I don't know. I I I don't I don't just loathe it with every fiber of my being. I I am there are things in here that I'm interested in. It seems weird to take Spider-Man out of New York, but to have to have like technology industrialist and superhero doing stuff in China is kind of interesting. I don't know if he's going to go back to China. I, I, I couldn't I I'm he's I was friggin is that in San Francisco where that wedding is? I don't. 
I don't, it's globe hopping. Like that's, I think the whole yeah. thing. That's also Tony Starkey, Batman yes. stuff where he's like, it oh. Is, yeah. It's, and that, that is something that it's weirdly, yeah, Tony Starkey, Batman y. Absolutely. It is a lot of weird decisions. I, I don't know. I can't bring myself to despise it. I, I'd say at worst, I'm, I'm a little flat on it. I wouldn't mind checking out a couple of other of these things. It's just, it, this is a strange place to take Spider-Man by turning him into like the center of all these other spider people. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think a lot of it is they saw how Superior Spider-Man did very well. Like mm-hmm. they, they, and I don't like the fact that now Oct, Oct, Oct is just hanging out in a robot, uh, again. Um, mm-hmm. but they, I think they're just like, okay, well, people want a different kind of Spider-Man tale. Like, let's do something different. And Dan Slott, yeah. I'm sure, is happy to oblige them. He, I don't know. I, it's not bad. I, I am a do not buy, but I don't, I'm not going to say don't, like, if, read it, kind of check it out. It, and you can decide. I'm not going to. I, th- I think that this book is worth buying just to see, uh, uh, Jessica, Spider Woman, uh, throw groceries at the walrus <laughs> while she's pregnant. I was going to say the backup stories are basically another sampler of a lot of mm-hmm. these Spider-Verse, all the spider characters. Uh, we have Silk, which was really good of uh, pre-Secret Wars. I'm assuming it's going to stay really good because it's the same creative team. It looks great. I'm uh, really interested in that. Uh, Pregnant Spider-Woman looks really awesome, too. It's yeah. also the same team, and it looks great still. I'm, we, I, we've never had, like, I, I mean, uh, Jessica Jones, but she was mm-hmm. never was pregnant for a time with Luke Cage's baby, but they never had their own solo book. She never had her own solo book while pregnant for the most part. So this is fascinating. I it's not really ever been done before and that I really like like that. Then there's also a Spider Verse book which eh you want to see more Spider Ham. Um eh but those those two in particular I'm gonna I'll and I'll we probably also check out the Miles Morales um solo book. As well, which will also yeah. probably be more closer to what I'm looking for in a Spider-Man book. But uh, g- good news, uh, that terrible villain we saw in that sp- in uh, Secret Wars somewhere, Regent, is still going to be in somewhere. Isn't that Hooray. great? Yeah, great. He looks terrible. Where was he in Secret Wars? It was in one of the the, the Peter uh, the Peter Parker and Mary Jane as a couple mm-hmm. comic, I believe. Oh, uh, really? I think it was. That was really strange. I remember this yeah, now. Or it was it was in one of those tie-ins. I don't remember. I think you've hit it on the nose because I remember that ending really strange. But uh, like I'm, I don't know. I don't like this. Um, but that's my. It's not bad qualitatively. It's just me being precious. I I enjoy it far more than you do. Um, at least enough to give it the benefit of a couple more stories. I I think they're. They're rolling the dice here and trying enough interesting things that I'm 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 kind of a I'm kind of a middle week buy on this. Okay, I would say I would say buy. I'll go two mush two meter. on the old two on the old mush meter. All right, so that is Amazing Spider-Man number one. Um, split decision esque story. You, you heard what we said. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Doctor Strange number one, a book I've really been looking forward to, uh, written by Jason Aaron, art, well, Pencils and Colors by Chris Bocklow, Tim Townsend, Al Vey, and Mark Irwin on inks, Corey Pettit on letters. Um, this, it's 
strange how you would do like a Doc Strange solo book. There's people have struggled mm-hmm. with it for a long time because he is the same problem kind of the Silver Surfer has had for a long time, where he's like seemingly all powerful. Mm-hmm. Where like, how do you give someone a challenge where they can do anything? And I think they've tackled this in a variety of ways with the, you know, I've always found this, like, any magic-centered fiction, honestly, that what the cost is, you know, not in dollars and cents, but in mm-hmm. life and, and stuff like that. I And I don't know if this, uh, this uh, what's her name? Miss Stanton, the, the character at the end, the lady who has a thing in her head. Yes, I don't she know if she's. I don't know if she's going to be a persistent character. Um, but this... she's introduced as a, as she's as if she's going to be. Yeah, and that's how Dan Slott has made Silver Surfer uh, a pretty mm-hmm. a pretty solid uh, book is by having giving him a Doctor Who style companion, mm-hmm. and this theoretically would work in the same way. And I like I Jason Aaron's a pretty good comic book writer. He, he is. I I can think of few better. I mean, yeah. I just want to live in his beard, yeah. his mighty, mighty beard. And I like Chris Bocklo on this. I, he draws those the weird ass monsters in this thing really look weird. And do you do you want to know what my favorite design decision about this book is? What they have transformed Doctor Strange from Errol Flynn to like weird hipster indie rocker. Yeah, yeah. And that is a solid goddamn just decision. Yeah, it works. I I support that. 100% because I think this book is is it's kind of hip it's kind of sexy it's exactly I think what what they need considering they've got this this uh this Benedict Cumberbund movie coming out mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything even stupider to say no his name is itself parody it's hard it, to it, it is yeah it's hard to, to say something stupider than Benedict Cumberbatch but I and I love I mean that the two page uh spread where he they mess where the coloring only the monsters are colored and strange himself mm-hmm. and like all like that that's an interesting concept like supernatural his, bacteria his wizard eyes yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> I is this is I really I really like this I'm really I was excited about it I am still excited about it I'm, this is a buy for me I really like. It. It's a, mm. lots of good stuff in this and a lot of potential. I, I am dying to see where they go with this. This is um this is a perfect reboot of this. I, I cannot wait for more. So absolutely buy buy this crazy book. <laughs> that is a double buy on Doctor Strange, number one. Next up, Invincible Iron Man, number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, David Marquez on art, Justin Ponzor on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. Um this is an Iron Man story. Correct. And, I mean, there's nothing... It's not reinventing the wheel. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything... Like, that Iron, That Spider-Man was going in kind of crazy places for Spider-Man. Uh, Doctor Strange is kind of, you know, like you said, turning him to Errol Flynn to an indie hipster dude. Mm-hmm. And this is... Uh, this, I mean... This this feels like... Feels like Tony this, Stark. Well, it, to me, it feels like an episode of the Robert Downey Jr. television show based on the movies. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It, it, it's 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 good. Yeah. I like it. I, I I really like the new simplified design of the armor. Yeah, I think that's a great trend in uh, in comics nowadays. That that things are getting more streamlined, and it's just it's cool. It's it's solid. I really appreciate it. And frankly, I think Bendis' style works really well 
with mm-hmm. Tony Stark. It, he is a talker. He yes. is a guy who gabs. And having Bendis, who always writes a lot of dialogue, works really well. Uh, the art looks really nice. Oh, my God. David it's Mar- it's, it's David, amazing. Yeah, David Marquez does a great job on this art. It looks beautiful. Um, and it, it, the, the pacing is really good as well. You get a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth with action and dialogue. And I really hope this uh, this Lady Doctor character sticks around. I really like her. Yeah, she's she's very interesting. I think it's kind of why she has an Indian name, doesn't she? I what was her name? Not remember it. She is. She looks and is dressed in a very Indian sort of fashion. Amara Pereira. That feels yes. Yeah, that feels like it. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I she's very I, any. I think any you put a, a strong female character against Tony Stark and you know mm-hmm. someone who is not afraid of him. And I really there that discussion about secret ideas and stuff like that really good. Um, I'm a buy. I, I it's not reinventing the wheel, but mm-hmm. it does what it's doing really well. It's kind of like you listen to that new Slayer album, and you're like, this is a Slayer album. Yeah, much like the last, but yes. it's not. It 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 executes this idea very well. So bye. Yeah, bye, bye, bye. Okay, I'll see you later. No, I'm not leaving. That's a buy. Okay, me too. Okay, double buy. Invincible Iron Man number one, last our last floppy book of the week. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Tired. Okay. Is Secret Wars number six. It says six of eight. I thought they were extending it to nine. No. Um, written by Jonathan Hickman, Art Isad Ribic. There's a credits page near somewhere with all the other people that did things. Here we go. Colors, Ives Sozina. Production, Idet Winecore. Letters, Chris the Greek Alopolis. Mm-hmm. Um... This is expanding a lot more than it is touching a lot, a lot of characters. We are seeing it's three weeks later. Uh, we see both Mr. Both the Mr. Fantastics, the evil ultimate one and the ostensibly good one from our, from 616. And we get both of the spiders men. They run into Valeria and then Molecule Man who really likes it. We got some cheeseburgers going on. Mm-hmm. He got a, an eight year old cheeseburger. An eight-year, three-week-old cheeseburger. Suspended animation doesn't count. Does not count. Um, but it—I don't know. It doesn't. Feels like they're like kind of treading water a little bit here. But then it—that the stuff about the Fantastic Four at the end. It almost always you do weird Fantastic Four stuff. I don't know the, the fact that Johnny is the sun, and mm-hmm. then Ben Grimm is a monolith, part of a wall. Yeah, he's the wall. He's the wall. Um. The shield. The shield. Which is ironic because Michael Chiklis was Ben Graham. Oh my god. <laughs> I still it's setting made Illuminati. <laughs> setting in this it's setting in a lot of things in emotion. Um to hopefully eventually get to the end of this story, but I'm intrigued by all of it. I there's that we did talk about the thing at the end of Iron Man. Um uh, but I that makes me even more kind of like what? Kind of does, and I didn't. That didn't even occur to me. But you're right. That is a bit on the wacky side. Yeah, and like, okay, um, but I still want to know what what, hap- what is happening. I I'm curious to to see all it like all these events are always just like here's giant like this giant chessboard. Let's put the biggest pieces against each other, and that's what's happening. You're getting Black Panther and Thanos and Black Panther with an Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos and and all these different superheroes all moving in various ways and I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. I and Isad Ribic is doing a great job with the art. Uh his facial expressions are still crazy, but I it mm-hmm. works in this regard. 
I don't. I I think it's a kind of endearing how he has reinvented Mister Sinister as a uh, a gay black metal singer. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, it's exactly what he looks like. But I'm a bye. I I mean, I re- still really like. I wish they could get it out a little bit faster, but impossible. Impossible. Uh, I'm a bye. One Secret Wars, number six. Only, only, only dummies don't buy this book. Oh, Eric's just calling you guys out. Mm-hmm. You don't buy it. All, 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 all you got to do is buy this book. That's all you have to do. Oh, man, who's the prophet going to be? Who's Skeletor going to be? I don't know. It, I mean, that's another question. I, mm-hmm. I, that's, it's I think, a good one. I think that's the main thing about the, a lot of these is, are these all these mysteries going to pay off? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be like Loss and the moral of the story is that there's a heaven? The moral of the story is don't watch or don't yeah, read. Yeah, don't, don't watch Lost. Yeah. I mean, it did so many things really well, but then... Are we talking Are we talking about Lost now? Yes, we're talking about Lost now. Well, it did, I mean, Brian it did, K. Vaughn was only on it for so long. That's... I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. When you think about it. Um, but anyways. I want to see... I want to see Black Panther with the friggin' Infinity Gauntlet. Good God. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty we, fucking sweet. <laughs> and we haven't even talked. We haven't mentioned on this about Ta-Nehisi Coates writing the new Black Panther book. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about that. It should be interesting. Yeah, Mar- Marvel is is doing some pretty okay stuff. I'm I'm pretty okay with this. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Okay, Eric. Super floppies done for the week. Whew. Shoo. Whew. The comical. Whew. The comical wipe sweat off. Because mm-hmm. talking about comics is hard work. My mouth is dry. Oh, no. You have water? Oh, there it is. Yep. Foley work there. Everyone gets gets uh, treated to that. With to flop- that, to that shit. <laughs> Floppy's over. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will uh, talk about what we've been up to in the intervening time from the last one. And, uh, you know, make recommendations, dirty things, etc. Talk about robots if, you know, the occasion arises. Eric, what do you have to talk about? <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing? But, but, but Inktober. Well, you can and talk more, about more that. And more Inktober. You can talk about that. That's fine. Did you Did you see? Uh, Your Freddie Mercury is pretty awesome, I would thank say. Thank you. It's pretty that's cool. exactly what I was going to, that's the one I was going to talk about. Yeah, Freddie Mercury is pretty great. Freddie, well, yes. Well, I mean, he, can't. he is great. He was great. Your drawing of him is also great. Yes. It's been my most popular one so far, even though I posted it on Sunday. But that, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. I, I mean, I, I have been drawing, you know, every, every month or so, which is more than I've been doing, you know, the past several years, you know, sort of struggling with depression and losing interest in, in things like, you know, making my own personal art and that's that's why i like inktober i actually got in a really interesting discussion with um with an artist that i have admired for decades that i've met at heroes con his name is alberto ruiz and he posted a weird rant about how uh inktober is dumb because the most of the people that are doing it are just inking drawings that suck that like you know you need to go work on your fundamental drawing skills and you should you know why are you waiting for october to draw stuff you should just make every month draw tober and i'm like well that's kind of that doesn't make a lot of sense oh yeah you you have to suck first before you can be good that's exactly that was exactly sort of the point that i was making and 
you know, whether you're whether you're sucking, you're making shitty drawings and inking them, or you're just doing shitty regular drawings. I mean, people are only going to put in so much effort and so much time. Most people are just resigned. They're going to be baristas or secretaries or whatever in the hell they're going to be. But I I think that the thing that's charming about Inktober, ink is not forgiving. You ink a drawing and it's done. Mm-hmm. You you can either cover it up or you got to be happy with it or you draw something else. That those are those are your options. And that I think is that is why I like it. It it reduces that anxiety for me, of which I have a lot. I think that it's very good for me to just sort of fuck it. We'll do it, you know. Yeah, like let's I'll, go. I'll yeah, exactly. I'll just pencil something. I'll ink it. If I fuck something up, I fuck it up, and I put it out there. Yeah, and I I gotta be okay with it. And you know what? It gets me drawing. Yeah, anything and that, I anything that gets people to make art, regardless. Yes. You don't need to have underlying motive, like anything that is a is overall it's a positive thing i don't i I, yeah anyone criticizing it because they're not for any reason i i yes people should work on fundamental skills of any any kind of art they're practicing but just practicing the art in and of itself will make you better and the thing about it like last year when i started i think that was my first inktober you know you remember me like coming and visiting you guys Mm -hmm. in south florida and and drawing that terrible Jenny. Yeah, I remember. I really did, don't like, I mean, you guys seemed okay with it, but I hated it. I still hate it. And I did a bunch of drawings that I don't really care for. But, you know, I, I just had to, I had to be okay with it. I had to be like, fuck it, put it out there. And it got me making more stuff. And that led to me making more stuff. And it just, it kept going that way. You know, I've, I've made posters every month. I've done more drawings. I've done more personal art. It's, it's, been an overwhelmingly positive experience and so i i don't know i think alberto had a point and i think he's mostly speaking to his own needs and maybe to a few of the elite people that follow him because he is more of an artist's artist mm-hmm. even though he is fairly popular um i think as a role model he's kind of failing you know but i again you know he doesn't necessarily have to be a fucking role model be a grumpy old man which he is and that's fine so I'm, I'm gonna have to shrug it off and you know figure things out for myself for me i'm gonna i'm gonna draw and if it's terrible it's terrible and if it's good it's good you know i, I feel pretty okay with it well i your freddie mercury is pretty awesome I'll say that mm. he looks pretty cool well when all 31 of them are are awesome i'll feel good about it well, they're all good. I don't, there's no bad ones. I just like Freddie Mercury the most because I like Freddie Mercury the most. Yeah, people people like people like content that they like. <laughs> hey, that thing I like, I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so it goes. Mm-hmm. But it'll it'll be okay. Hey, hey, Eric. I, I, hey, Robbie. You, I have a video game to talk about. Oh man, what uh, what a surprise! <laughs> I, I would actually. You are down on roguelikes in general correct in principle i think they're a good idea Mm -hmm. but they irk me tremendously because i don't i don't like being able to build on what i've done and i'm just not very good at them to get very far yeah a lot of unpredictable difficulty spikes Mm -hmm. 
that and that is a, a thing that frustrates frustrates me about them as well. Um, this game uh, is called the. There's a game uh, on Steam on PC. Uh, it's on in early access, even though it's completely playable. Uh, I, it does probably a little content, a little bit more full needs a little bit be fuller. I guess it would it would be better, but uh, I would suggest it in its current form. It's fine. It's called the Flame and the Flood. Um, it is a roguelike in, but it's it's a little it's unlike any roguelike I've ever seen. It's you are a girl and a dog, a girl and her dog. Mm-hmm. Um, in appears to be. After, uh, it, like a sort of a post-apocalyptic setting, it's more like, uh, have you read The Road? The Road? No. Have you seen The Road, the movie? Mm-mm. You pr- probably all the references I'm trying to think of, you probably haven't, uh. The game looks like it's set in, uh, oh hell, what's that comic that I didn't care for that much? Lumberjanes. It, well, it looks like it's set in Lumberjanes. Well, it is very much like in the woods. Like you're, yeah. you're riding your raft down the river. And stopping at different places to get stuff to survive, like food and water. You need, you have to, it has those survival elements, which I generally actually don't like. But in this game, they're simple enough that it doesn't bother me. And that's all this game. You're just going down the river. There's no further away from that. You stop on little islands or outposts. Like as you go further along, there's eventually even industrial areas, but it's in a, it's post apocalyptic. Like there are cars and bridges, washed out, destroyed bridges on the way. You know, it, there are abandoned houses and churches and everything's abandoned. You don't really you run into a few people. I haven't actually done so yet, but I know you do eventually. If you, I guess it's just the permutations of the algorithms. Um, you and your dog are you trying to find food and water and you craft stuff. You know, you can craft, you know, typical survival things, fishing rods and, you know, the different types of food. You can traps to catch rabbits and stuff like that. Um, there's boars and wolves, which are fuckers, uh, and <laughs> kill you. Um, you get hurt, uh, you very easily. Um, when you see a wolf or a boar, basically the best thing to do is run because they will kill you very fast. Um, other way you can die is just crashing your raft into things, which I think is the only like thing that really bothers me because the, when you're steering your raft around, it can get really easy to hit things. And then your raft is not very hardy at first. You can upgrade it eventually. I've not even got to that point yet, but I, as you play more, I imagine I, I, I can, we'll get to that point. Um, it's very, very pretty game. I really like the art style. I like the soundtrack a lot. It's a very folky country style soundtrack, which you never hear in these types of games or almost in any games. Like the only one I can think of is like uh, Bastion. Bastion is the only other type of game where it has that kind of twangy guitar thing. And it's even that even isn't that that like, you know, folky or country even. But I mean, it's more so than most games. And this it's a very it's there. It's a very interesting thing, interesting choice that sets it apart. I, I really like it. I'll probably keep coming back to it, checking on the updates. I think it needs a little bit more stuff in it, but there's a lot of, already, there's a lot of content there and a lot of different things you can do and choices you can make and all kinds of weird things you can craft. And I am ready for the thing that will let me kill a wolf because I'm tired of those fucking wolves and boars too. Boars can go suck a dick. Um, mm-hmm. After a, lo- a boar brace your legs, don't really like boars anymore. I think that would change your opinion. Yeah. Make you probably eat more pork. I wish the dog would. It's an old dog too. He wears glasses. I don't know that. I mean, obviously it's crazy, but works in some way. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a weird cartoon dog that has glasses. He steals your pack from a skeleton in your in the opening credits. He just walks up to you. Here's a pack. I stole it from a skeleton. Um, but yeah, Flame in the Flood. It's like under twenty dollars on Steam. 
I watched Rick and Morty season one. What are your What are your spoiler free thoughts? Spoiler free thoughts. I, it's hard to spoil. It's such a bonkers show. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is nuts. Like it, anything is possible. It is very much. Like, obviously, you just look at the character designs, it's like Back to the Future, you know, like the mad scientist and the kid. And that is, like, it's the adventures of a mad scientist and a kid, his grandson in mm-hmm. this case. But it, anything could happen in any episode. Anything. There's nothing that they can't do. Um, it It's not funny. It, I, I laughed out loud one time. Mm-hmm. It's very clever and smart and sometimes crude and gross even in mm. in moments. But it is never, it's not like a funny laugh out loud type show, even though there are funny quote unquote things in it, like clever things, but it's too dark for the most mm. part to be hilarious. Like I, I am pretty up for dark humor and yet it's still, I was like, it's a little, some of it's mean spirited and I, there's been people I know who criticize it yeah. because of that. It is a little mean spirited at times. Typically, I don't really care for that kind of humor myself, so I'm curious what I'm gonna feel, how I'm gonna feel about it. Yeah, that's why I say it's not really funny, but the it, it takes so many science fiction tropes and plays with them in very interesting ways. I would still recommend it for you in particular, and anyone who likes hell likes half the comic books we read. It's very mm-hmm. interesting, like. You know, there's time travel and dimensional shifting and aliens and, and monsters and all, like anything. Any, like there's no rules for that. And I, I appreciate that fact that like they don't care. And it, it breaks the fourth wall often. It does not, it is not precious about any of that stuff. Uh, it feels like some of, I haven't done any research on it, but it feels like some of the, the, uh, voice work is improv because mm. it, it feels loose and, and unstructured in certain parts. Like I, it would not surprise so me. The- What's well, kind of the way that they wrote a lot of shows? Um, I know Brendan Small would always do do his shows like that, where they had a very loose script. They they knew the the kind of thing they were supposed to say. Yeah, but they would just sort of say whatever. Yeah, you know they they would just sort of make it up. Well, and and Rick the the mad scientist character often goes on long run on sentences that I can't imagine were scripted because they mm-hmm. sound so ridiculous. And um, Dan Harmon uh, co-created the show, uh, mm-hmm. who created Community. So yes. he 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 knows how to do, like, good television. He knows, like, simple structure and stuff like that. And there's nothing – none of the episodes are boring. I'll say that. You – like, it It keeps – and they're 22-minute episodes, so they're not they're not the typical Adult Swim, you know – uh, you know, 11 minutes or whatever. They are a full 30 half hour typical show and it keeps a good pace and they're, it's interesting, but it is a little, the one thing I don't like about it, it's a little mean at times, but still very, like, I think it's kind of the, I think it really reflects Dan Harmon in certain ways because everything I've heard of him as person, like on a personal level and podcasts and stuff like that, he's like, he's very smart, but it's a little sometimes. Mm. Um, I'm gonna season two is I know is all is over as well, and they've already announced the season three. I'll check out season two. Is I'm interested enough to go look at the second season. I don't think it's the best thing since sliced bread, which I've seen some people say it is, but mm. it's interesting. I it's only it's only eleven episodes, I think, so it's not that you know there's not that many for a half hour show. That's not that many. But I'm glad I watched it. So there's that. I'm also been playing Skyrim again, but. You're just trying to tide yourself over for, yep, exactly. for I, next month. Instead of buying an Xbox One, I bought Skyrim for PC with everything. I'll just play that until Fallout 4 comes out. That's a good thing to do. I didn't, I uninstalled my Skyrim because <laughs> it was on my solid state disk because it ah. improves the load times tremendously. But it also was like 
40 gigs with all the shit that I installed on it. Yeah, I have not messed with any mods. I, I, I'm, I'm still, ex- like, I'm just getting back into it, so there's still so much stuff in just the vanilla. And I'm a vampire. Good. I don't want to be a vampire. I was a werewolf for the longest time, and I hated it after a very short period. <sighs> I actually, it's... I'm trying to become a werewolf because that cures the vampirism. And a werewolf is preferable to the vampire thing. Well, I, there's a there's a long quest you have to go on to stop being a werewolf. Yeah, but I the only other way to cure vampirism is a, a filled black soul gem. I'm too early on to get black mm-hmm. a black soul gem filled, so I don't want to be a vampire anymore. It sucks. You just have to you have to, have to suck for a while. Ah, uh-huh, because it's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it goes. It is. Oh, uh, I think that's it for the segment, Eric. We're we're, we're Dawdle on about Skyrim. I think that's a good sign as any to move on mm-hmm. to our final, so. our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, this week we are reading the our final, not the final, I guess the final part of, of Brian K. Bond's work on Runaways, plus the Joss Whedon stuff as well, and a couple tie-ins which are mostly forgettable. Um... I think this of the Brian K. Vaughn stuff. I think it's his best on this. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 and I, I, I imagine some of it is just me having more time with characters. Um, but I really like the stuff he did at the end of this run. What are your well, what are your thoughts, Eric? On that? Well, I think that that I think you were you felt they were a little bit abrupt. Yes, about the death of Gert. Yes, and I think this very clearly addresses that concern because basically the whole book is unpacking that and showing how the characters feel about it. I don't think they spent I guess they've they've really sort of um they've really sort of gone over the whole series unpacking how they feel about Alex's death and it keeps coming up, but they definitely stopped and had a lot of character moments about Gert being dead and how they feel about it. And a lot of it all ties into that. And I think that it's this is this team at their apex. You know, this is Adrian Alfana doing the best work that he did in this. Mm-hmm. Where's, where's his stuff? I'm seeing the, the artist before him, who is competent. It's okay. Oh, where is he? Yeah, drawing these weird wolf monsters. What the hell? He's such a strange guy. No, it's so good. He's finally, he he's becoming his cartoony, goofy self here. Right as this, as as his work on the series is basically coming to a close. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. But it's clearly his most interesting and most dynamic work. And I think that it's... I think maybe that was the... It, it, I'm going to sort of have two theories on this. One, that there was nothing really this that similar to this in these bad old days of comics. And I was really taken that something like this could even exist. Or... I got to this sort of end point and was so crazy about it that it sort of gave me rose-colored glasses for all the rest of the books. But I something about it kept me reading through all of it. And then Joss Whedon came in and completely killed the momentum. Yeah, I, I think a large part of our discussion is going to be about that. Because um, he wrote six issues. Mm-hmm. And it took him a year and a half. Yes. That's three times as long as it should take. That's almost as bad as Neil Gaiman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I just think about Sandman Overture and I just 
It and finally ended. Laugh and laugh and laugh. It finally ended. It finally ended. Uh, I did not know that. It, Congratulations! It's like a it's like having a whole other kid. Yeah, a whole other magic goth baby. I'm I'm well. I'm over all of the baby. I, I don't. They, they it, named I, it. They named it something normal. I, I'm I'm glad about that. I. They didn't name it Invictus or something like that. Yeah, I. That's good. But that can like that kills the book, like you said kill it like a, an issue every few months what is ostensibly supposed to be a monthly book even by like even a couple, like once every two months would be better that's something but it was erratic and frankly i don't understand like it tries to do a lot in very short amount of time and i don't think it does it it doesn't do that like it doesn't work because of, I, I mean aside from the fact that it took so long to finish like just as a book itself, it setting up gangs of, gangs of New York with superheroes in three issues with like multiple gangs and characters and stuff. Like I don't, none of it worked for me. I don't. It's not bad, really, but it's not good. I think it's so weird that you think it's that you're that you're down on that. Yeah, I mean, because I I, th- I thought it was interesting. To, for me, it was just something to introduce and brush past. I mean, you can't really dig too deep into it. That's the thing, like, I think you can't, like, there's so many, like, we get all these gang names, and all these different heroes and characters, like, mm-hmm. this is a, this is the Marvel Universe, right? This is the first time we've heard about these people? Like, I, I'd like some context or something, like, and, like, the fact that it's only half the arc, and I don't know, and the fact that I don't like that Victor is just suddenly, oh, there's a flying girl, I love, I like her now, that happens really fast, even for a teenager. Mm, I when don't he, know. When he's I head over, that, I don't know that that is is really fast, even for a teenager. I don't know. Like, but he's fine with Nico, and then she's just like, "Yeah, I'm done with him." And uh, we, he's in love. I don't. I never. No, it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty spurious logic there. Admittedly. Yeah, like she just, she just like, yeah. Oh, I, he looked at her and thought she was pretty. So I'm to leaving. To be fair, to be fair, it was like 40 years by the time that that character was introduced. So you hadn't th- you hadn't thought about it. So you it's we're function the the comic yeah. book functions on real world time. Is that well? No, chrono- you had just you had just forgotten about them sleeping together because Joss Whedon took so long to release that issue. Okay, I was I was reading this shit in real time, and I was like, okay, this is redheaded lady dancing <laughs> on the air. This is cool. I get a kiss, and he's a robot. <laughs> There's that's how, that's how I talk now. I mean, that's how I talk now. <laughs> I don't know, and I just, I never felt anything for all these new people, and, like, I I, I don't know, like, and, and I think another thing that really irks me is Brian K. Vaughn ends his run, the last page is Alex, in, mm-hmm. in, that's a, that's a bomb, and, yeah, he's the person helping out Molly, like, he's the voice in Molly's head trying to help her out, and he's in purgatory, it's, he says it's yeah. hell, but I don't, it, doesn't seem like hell um if it is hell that's another like it's a different thing but it's so interesting i'm like why why would you not and like just ignore that like you just joss goes right past it i'm like that's such a you're reading it and like that pays off in such an interesting way and then nothing no mention not not even a peep instead we have time travel adventures Mm -hmm. which i don't well you have to understand the uh the whole time travel was a gimmick so Joss could take a year and a half 
Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> and they could insert them back into continuity without huge amounts of trouble. <sighs> well, and... <sighs> I'm convinced I, that's the reason. Okay. I, I, it's like, I'm going to take a little too long, so let's make it about time travel. And the, we, this complete collection also includes the Civil War and Secret Invasion tie-ins. Um, they're fine. I don't, nothing in them matter really. I mean, Zaven is in the, uh, I guess we, well, I get a lot of feature stuff with Zaven in the Secret Invasion stuff because he is, um, a scroll, but mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I didn't, Secret Invasion was a bad event <laughs> for the most part. I, I pretended it didn't exist. And they're not in any collection that I have, so I didn't read them. It, I didn't it, have the, you had the, you had the new collection. I do. You? It, in, yeah. it's, it's fine. There's nothing in it that's so crazy great. Um, mm-hmm. Zaven basically, in, in it, that, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, and it has a different, completely different art style, much more manga influenced. Um, like, like extremely manga. And I, I mean, you could, it would not surprise me if they pushed, put this in a, uh, yeah. in a pocket manga because it looks like it could be manga. Um, yeah, it's still Miyazawa, but he's doing, it's not what he had been doing. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I don't know, but they're both the Titans are, the only thing interesting about them is you see the vision interact with Victor and they're both kind of children of Ultron. Yeah. So that's interesting. But other I imagine than, that would be kind of neat. But other than that, I don't. They're they're throwaway tie-ins. They're not. I guess Civil War works a little bit better because it's like, hey, the adults are having this crazy fight, and it, you know, it just shows you how dumb adults still are. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to do that. But that I, I, we've got enough of that. Like that, I I understand. Can't trust adults. Um. So and eh, it, it's not. It's kind of they're ignorable. I don't know even. I they I I well, fairly certain they're in here just because. They're, they have the title runaways on them. Like, mm-hmm. pad this thing out. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that for the Joss Whedon, the, the back in time and all those gangs and stuff, I would want more of it to, to justify having all these characters in it. Now, he may have been wanting to set up something that could be expanded on. Like, I think he was legitimately trying to create something rich here, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel watered down to me. I think that um, he's just not able to spend enough time with it, and that's that's your complaint about it, right? Yeah, I I mean it's it's just like hey, here's thirty characters, mm-hmm. and we don't get much out of them aside from you know their superheroes in nineteen oh seven or whatever it was. Um, well, they took they took all this and they went and they made uh, they went they made Bioshock Infinite. They added racism to this. And they, they gave us Bioshock Infinite. They did have, yeah, they, um, yeah, they, uh, Bioshock, I, I really like Infinite. Um, I know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you like this better. It's not, and it's not bad. <laughs> I, Joss Whedon's a good writer. He's very good at dialogue. I think a little, some of it's a little too quippy, which I think a lot of people criticize him for. I have been saying put the thing in the thing since this book came out. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, you probably even, witnessed me say that to you mm-hmm. put the thing in the thing so i just i just fucking love that and i do like molly just punching this punisher oh god she i mean that's such a it's such a wheaton thing to do that he likes taking the strong character and fucking just tearing him down in the most hilarious way possible and having an 11 year old girl punch him so hard that he's got internal bleeding that's exactly some shit he would do. 
He really he really handles Molly incredibly well, though. No, Molly is, is... Yeah, Molly is... I understand, like, Molly's your favorite thing. Like, I get... I, th- I think I'm... I don't... After what... I don't like the Victor suddenly just whole new love in like mm-hmm. a, you know get a couple days. I mean, I I'm, guess I I know and I I agree with you. Yeah. I just I I don't know. I'm telling you, he had delayed it so long that everyone forgot that, <laughs> and that is just sort of that's the teenage drama of it all. Is it's is it's oh you just kissed another girl and oh oh god, it's just it it's just. I don't know. I I think that it is kind of it kind of comes with the territory. And yeah, it made me not like Nick. I don't I don't I it just made me dislike more characters. Mm-hmm. Like I start off liking the whole team in that first that first arc and then as we go along I'm like, "Oh, I like this person more. That person I don't like at all anymore." And now now I just now I don't really I really liked Victor and now I yeah, not so much and Molly, Molly's the constant. I like well, always, Molly. Always Molly's Molly. The, Molly's, yeah, Molly's the main character. I she's clearly she's clearly the best character in anything. Where's her monthly book? I don't know. I think I think I would read that forever. Well, I think that's. I, I mean, when you say Joss Whedon took the momentum away, mm-hmm. he took the momentum away. Oh yeah, like that. I like they had. There's 30 of this, and this is the second. There's 48 Runaways comics, and then after he took years to finish his thing, no more. They had a t- the Secret Invasion tie-in, which is terrible, not terrible, but forgettable. And then suddenly, no more Runaways forever until we get the Secret Wars um, Runaways tie-in, which is potentially well, Runaways. There was well, there was the Humberto Ramos or the, ter- the right the Terry Moore and Terry Moore book, which I tried reading. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. We're it's not, we bad. are not, you, yeah, Eric, no. we are not we're reading not, it. We're not reading for it this. for a reason. Yeah. And it might just for the sake of being a completionist, I, I, I may read it at some point because I, I like giving creators a second chance because I don't hate Terry Moore and I am not overly fond of, of the Humberto Ramos style, but, uh, I, I have respect for what he does. But I would still probably read it and still despise it. <laughs> um, yeah, I like. Uh, I wish. I don't know. Like, and I just feeling that. Like, I was really. I just just getting to the point where I'm like, man, this is so good. Like, I re- like that. All that stuff that I was ending at the end with Brian K. Vaughn and and uh and and just that reveal of Alex and Chase. That 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 was. I really like that. All that Chase arc with dealing with Gert's death. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, it just—I don't know. It feels like, we, like you said, all the momentum gone. And he, I am reading it. I'm not reading it in real time. I'm not having to wait, you know, years <laughs> for yeah. it to end. And I'm still like, I don't. Where? What was? Why? I mean, I am. I understand why some creators just ignore plot threads from previous creators. They want to do their own thing. But from all I, from what I read, Joss Whedon was a huge fan of Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Mm-hmm. Why would you just like kind of avoid it and just go? Let's okay, let's and off and like even like a re and retread it. Honestly, like we've already had a storyline where they had to deal with a different version of their parents, a time traveled version of their parents, and we do that again. Eh, it's it's not bad. Like Joss Whedon can write a good comic book, and it looks nice enough. Um. I don't think it looks as nice as Adrian Alfana or, or even Miyazawa. Or... I think it's I think it's very strong. Honestly, I enjoy the look of this 
this arc a lot. It's it's interesting. I think all every character looks like themselves. Yeah. Just in a different style. And I think that all the other Marvel stuff that's in the first bit, like it's a good punisher. It's a good kingpin. I really Everybody looks everybody looks really cool. And I think some of it is like I really liked that thing with Kingpin. Like that's an interesting relationship that sets up where like, yeah, these kids just want to like have peace for a second. So they're mm-hmm. willing to do something a little dirty. But and then but that gets abandoned. Like it's immediately a time travel story. Right? I'm like and I'm like I'm I guess I liked that more than I like the idea of them going back to 1907 and facing steampunk, you know, whatever. Um you know, them dealing with the Kingpin in an interesting way. Like I wanted to see them interact with our, our Marvel universe. I like Molly punching the Punisher. I liked mm-hmm. their, their dinner with the Kingpin and the, they think they see She-Hulk. I, yeah. I like all that. That's really fun. It's like, that's not She-Hulk. Yeah. And I, the, a lot of the fun of reading Marvel comics in particular, I'm always been a Marvel guy is seeing these characters interact in interesting ways. And the runaways, are they're new to me at this point now? You know, I haven't read them before, and they, they seeing them interact with the Kingpin and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and all the and, and and all these ingrained characters and the Punisher are really is interesting to me, and that's the fun. Like, it's not fun for me to see them interact with a whole bunch of characters. I don't know who they are. I don't care about any. I don't. The only character I care about in 1907 is the dude that ostensibly eats people. Like I, man eater. You'll that... have to. I was gonna say you're gonna have to be more specific because there are two. Oh, there's a zombie. The man eater. The the big the big uh, man eater dude. Why I, him? I don't know. I just like the fact that he's awful. Is <laughs> not, and that's what he is. He's just like so strange. I don't know. I, I and he gets a personality. Honestly, mm-hmm. the rest of the people are like, "Hey, I'm robot guy. Beep boop bop boop." <laughs> that's is like his his line. So you 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 don't think. A differential engine cyborg, or not even a cyborg, but a robot in 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 the, the teens is interesting. No, it's. I it's, thought that was pretty friggin' interesting. It is interesting, but we get him going beep boop beep boop. This is the solution to this, or I'm afraid of water. I what? No water. Water. That's all I remember from him. Like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all for those characters. Like, they look like they're really well designed and they seem interesting, but. We get nothing like deep. There's no depth there. It is all surface level. They look like this. Yeah, here's a differential engine in 1907 or 12 or whatever year it is. But we don't. Who made him? Why does he exist? Charles Babbage. Is in Marvel Universe that's con that's canon. That, he, I don't know. He says for Babbage's sake. Well, I just thought that was like general robot referential. Like you know, he, they maybe they worship Babbage because he's ah. Uh, so it's an interesting idea. I don't know. I don't either. And that's the thing. Like that's what I can't. You can't just give me these broad stereotypes of like steampunk superheroes and then expect me to. It's fine, but it feels like you know shortcut because I can't get comic books done fast enough. See, I don't. I don't get that. I understand feeling like. There should be more of it. There should be because it 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 feels to me like he was, I don't know. Like I I get that you know I can't do enough of it. I have to go do other things, and it, maybe it was this big epic thing, and he wanted to set up his whole sixteen oh two universe and write about this dumb shit for a much longer time. Yeah, but six issues and out because it took forever. <laughs> I just I don't know it. it 
it's only six issues. If you're gonna mm-hmm. do only six, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, you're like, you're saying it probably, they didn't know the scope of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Hindsight is 2020, but I, for six issue arc, just do something simple. And a time travel adventure involving all of that stuff. Like, and I really, he doesn't write the characters badly, honestly. Like, I really, mm-hmm. I, like, he does them really pretty well. I, I, I just wish it was, just there, we get to see them in like New York is Marvel Universe for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everything's in New York City, and they've been sequestered away in L.A. on des- by design. Um, I want to see them in New York. I want to see them interact with, what, see them run into mis- the Thing, Molly and the Thing. Why isn't there a story about Molly and the Thing? Yeah, they they they'd go over pretty well together. Like that. Why don't they run into Doctor Strange? You know that kind of stuff. Like I, that seems like so much fun to me, and. You know, I I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just where I wanted wanted it to go, and why? I don't know. Ah, nerd that's, grumbling. That, that's right, nerd grumbling. How how do you feel? Do you blame Joss Whedon for this? For ruining Runaways? Yeah, I kind of have. Okay. Because it lost momentum. I think uh, Brian K. Vaughn didn't feel like it was right to return to it, and it's never been the same since. And I think it was really just when it was getting good and it's not like i think that the content is fine i don't have any of the problems you have with this i liked all these goofy characters that he created i liked that they had a big street brawl with the yellow kid that's weird i like that i like that they i I, I liked a lot of his decisions i did not like the extensive delays because I think cutting the momentum is was the most hurtful thing. Because it, it basically just led to either Vaughn or editorial saying, we just need to reboot this series, and we're going to do it with a new writer and a new art staff. And they did two books, and they were bad. No one cared. Um, so I, I, I would say that, yeah, that, that his delays, more so than anything, I've always looked at that as the problem. That that's what did it. That that this book, Dead End Kids, train wrecked the most exciting thing in in comics back then. Do you think that there's more stories to tell for the Runaways? I would I would love seeing more. If not in a book with all of them together, I would like to see them more separately. Do you remember when we read Avengers AI a mm-hmm. long time ago? It had, had Victor in it. It had Victor in it, and I was so excited. I'm like, it's Victor. I love Victor. I, I just, oh, man. I would like to see, I, if there were books with these characters in them, I would, I would, I would read Molly's book. I think she's amazing. Um, I, like that, that issue, uh, earlier that we read that was just like a solo Molly story mm-hmm. where she's in like a weird Dickensian pickpocket underground and she like, kills a guy with like a bag of nickels or some shit. It was damned remarkable. I uh, I I I'd like Molly a lot. I like a lot of these characters, but Molly is straight up incredible. I was really liking Chase by the end of um the end of Dead End Kids. I thought um uh, I thought uh Wheaton did a very good job of making him likable and <sighs> I don't know. Chase is a very interesting and complicated character. I think Vaughn was really sort of making him sympathetic as well. The fact that he's like this 
abuse victim. I I don't know. He's he's an interesting sort of he's a he's a different character. You don't see the uh the handsome athletic kid being the abuse victim. That's that's different. That's interesting. And I I always uh I don't know. I never really thought too much about it before. But yeah, there she is whacking that guy with a bag of nickels. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I, I, it feels like there could be more, at least use the characters somehow. I, I wish a lot of the characters from, that were created during this time period were used more. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't, the Young Avengers are in both these crossovers with them. You don't really see much of them either. Not this version of the Young Avengers. Like the only one in any of these, in these, uh, you know, the all new, all different Marvels is, uh, Miss America. You don't, but like there's no Hulkling, Wiccan. You know those guys. I don't haven't seen hide nor hair of them. All these, all the, all the runaways are vanished. Like especially when they level up Nico. Did who? Did someone killed in the Terry Moore? I thought I heard that somewhere. Right. I don't know. I would I would read it to find that out. This mm-hmm. seems like they're great characters, and people have a lot of nostalgia for them. You would think that they would use them more. Like there's Hickman had like a hundred Avengers. You think some of them would pop up? Yeah. Aside from just Victor in one book. I I really want to see grown up, grown up Gert becoming an Avenger, because that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you come, wanted? Come come back to life, Gert. Anything else you wanted to talk about about this? Um, I feel pretty thoroughly, uh, pretty good about that. Okay. Uh, okay, folks. So that will be it for the Runaways. Three weeks over. Three week journey into the Runaways. Uh, bittersweet, a little bit there at the end. But next week, we are doing Kingdom Come, the Mark Wade, Alex Ross, aged, aged superheroes. Um, I haven't read in a while. I'm interested to see how I feel about it now. Yes, I'm, I'm curious what my perception of it's going to be as well. I probably have not, I've certainly not read it since starting this podcast with you. So I am, uh, I'm a slightly different person. You've changed me. Oh. Not for the better. Oh, even gooder. Even gooder. Even gooder. See? Yep. Um, English degree. English degree. That's what it's, that's what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for today. Uh, see, so you can find us on the webs. Ooh. The internet. Those. Those. Uh, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. HandsomeBoysComicsHour.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hansel Voice Comics Hour. You can find us on Twitter at HBC Hour. Uh, of course, you can find us on iTunes uh, or any of those places. Uh, you're probably listening to us through that. If you like this show, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, all of those things really help us out, really help new people find us. Uh, we definitely are in favor of that. Uh, you can email us at HansomeBoysComics at gmail.com. Any of those places I listed, please reach out to us. We'd like to hear from you guys. If there's something specific you want us to read. Uh, or check out, we will happily oblige you, if possible. You can find me online on Twitter, at MixmasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? Well, you can go to freewillunlimited.com to see my portfolio. You can see all the other crap that I do online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. While you're at it, you can tweet at me. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.